You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Live meme time, okay? All right, so imagine a, a, a motivational poster like a traditional one, like maybe like a, a cat that's got its little claws, little kitten got its claws stuck in the screen. And it says, hang in there. You know those motivational posters, the traditional ones? Brenda sent this one to me. If 2020 were a motivational poster, the picture would be of scary Freddy Krueger. And he'd be saying, keep on dreaming. Do you know that Freddy Krueger comes into your dreams and then it's like real and you, if he kills you in your dreams, you die? Yeah, that's why it's funny. <laughs> I've actually never seen Freddy Krueger. I hate scary movies, but happy Halloween. If you want to look at the actual meme, it's at circleofhope.net slash Newton Lake Park. And uh, I, uh, I, there's also a scripture that I'm going to reflect on that is, is, is in there too. So in the, in, in the storm of this year... We've been joking about the year. Uh, we need uh, Jesus. And Jesus is with us in the storm. And he's just so different that he stands out. He's a whole different kind of person. When he was in, a, in an actual storm that time in, in Mark 4, sleeping in a boat while his disciples were freaking out, he woke up and he literally calmed the storm. Like he put his hands like this, maybe up high. And then he, maybe he just brought them down and the wind and the waves just became dead calm. This, this kept the disciples safe, but it did not keep them from freaking out because in that old King James versions, they say in terrified awe, what manner of man is this? Like, seriously, who is this guy that even the winds and the waves obey him? Wouldn't you like Jesus to do that over you? Put his hands up and just bring them down. Settle down the storm inside you. With his hands, just bring all of the turmoil around you to a standstill. Hands up sees all the swirling waves and winds and storm of your life and hands down stillness calm one of the ways that jesus is always doing this in the bible is he sees people he sees you the gospel writers are always talking about how Jesus is looking at people or getting them to look at him. Jesus is looking for connection. And I, I imagine that deep eye contact is like one of his special tools as he's walking around first century Palestine. You know what it's like to be seen, right? like to be really seen it's one of those things that's too lofty it's too too amazing uh it's a little terrifying 
It's like, I see you, two fingers. And you know, this I see you, that could be a bit of like a mom with the eyes in the back of her head or the principal always seeing you or the police state surveilling you all the time. It could, it could feel like that. And, and unfortunately, I think we often relate to God like that kind of, I see you, you know, like that. But it's more like a lover. I see you. That's how God looks at us. More of a 80s uh, rock video, I would say. That kind of, you know, glasses down. That's the way that, that's, that's the way that God looks at us. Or even better, and maybe a little less sexual. Uh, only a little though. Um, is the gaze of a mother staring at her baby. Uh, the baby and mother making that connection, staring into each other's eyes. If you've ever known a mother, which we all have, you, you may have seen this. I hope you've noticed it and, and wondered at it. I hope that maybe that connection could be one of the things that's too lofty to attain, to understand completely, especially for the men. Wow, the way women connected their babies, that's too lofty for me to attain. But do you know this? You know this about babies, right? That they can't see that well when they first come out. Newborns uh, can't see clearly at birth. In fact, vision is about 2,400. That's, that, that, that's really blind. So making the first days of sight very bur blurry, it's like a camera out of focus. But within a, a week, a baby can see about 8 to 12 inches clearly. 8 to 12 inches, about the distance from mom's elbow to her face. Those of us who were separated from our mothers invariably suffer from that lack of connection. But, but God's love is big and is always finding ways for us to make the connection. However, for many of us, our first understanding of love and God is in our mother's arms. Even if our, our relationship with her has changed or our impressions of her now can't imagine her seeing us so sweetly as we desire to be seen by Jesus right now. Shh. He is here, my love. He is with us right now, right here in the storm, looking at you like this. I see you. So let's look at Jesus seeing and being seen in the first chapter of John's gospel. Here are all the seeing words that I want us to listen for. Look. Revealed. I saw. You see. I have seen, I testify, you will see, find, found, finding, come and see. Jesus looked at him, no. All right? Here's John chapter 1, verses 29 through 51. It's 22 verses, so settle in. You can follow along if you need to. Again, it's linked at 
circleofhope.net slash Newton Lake Park. The next day, Jesus saw, no, I'm sorry, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus, turning around. Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. And it was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, I'm going to finish, uh, I'm going to finish reading this and then we're going to figure out what to do about the rain. Okay. Andrew, Simon's Peter, Simon Peter's brother was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother, Simon, and tell him, we have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida, which is up in Galilee. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one who Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, Jesus said. Oh, I'm sorry, come and see, Philip said. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. That's the end of the chapter. Kim, there's a uh, cardinal right there.
See it in the bush? Yeah. Okay, it's kind of spitting. Should we keep going? Okay. What should we do? So I get I got some thumbs up. Okay. I'll try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go fast with my ideas. We're trying to be seen. Let's see, what can I skip? Alright, let's just skip right to Nathaniel, where he has this prejudice that he's working with. There, there are things that are blocking us up from seeing and being seen. What prejudices are keeping you from seeing and being seen? Nathaniel, for whatever reason, I don't know the whole story, he's like, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. And isn't it so great that, that Jesus then is a Nazarene? He comes from the place that people like aren't good. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the whole story behind that, but Nathaniel doesn't think anything good can come out of Nazareth. And yet God chose his son to be a Nazarene. Like that's a prophecy about him. What stories do we believe on purpose or by accident that keep our vision blurry? That keep us at like a 2400 vision? Or maybe that, that, that make us turn away. We turn away from each other. We turn away from the mirror. We turn away from Jesus. But Jesus keeps turning toward us and calling us to turn towards him. Look, reveal, I saw you see, I have seen, I testify, you will see, find, found, finding, come and see. Jesus looked at him. How do you know me? You know when you're sitting at a red light and you look over and, and look at someone and then you're, you keep looking, why is it that they always turn and, lo and look at you? Can they feel that you're looking at me? Do, do you, have you had this experience? Have you ever felt the look? from someone and then looked at them? Has that ever happened? So these are just other people? You, you felt it, Dan? Okay. I don't know what that's about, but what if when you get, you get caught looking at someone, and I'm not talking about like maybe lustfully or anything like that. You're just interested in them. We're sitting at a red light. There you are. You're a human being on the other side of this piece of metal and glass. What if when they looked at you, you were just like, what if you just, what if you brought that sunshine to the world? That would be so weird. That would be the kind of, what kind of person is this? <laughs> or like, what, like when you're in the, you're in the checkout line, another, when we're in lines, you know, we're always looking at people. Like you're looking at the person two aisles over, you know, just cause they're there and they're interesting. They're, 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 look what they're buying. They're getting bleach. Oh, I didn't get bleach. I needed that. What if, we were able to just like lock eyes. I see you. What if that was the world we lived in? What if we all didn't, what if we didn't have those kind of defenses all up? Because of course, anytime someone looks at me, I just look away. No, I wasn't violating your personhood. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, when I looked at you, I wasn't, I didn't mean anything by it. I didn't mean love. I didn't mean anything. Just, I'm sorry. You know, that's why I love in the grocery line. I like to look at the, I like to look at the kids. Because like you'll look like if 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 I didn't know Jen, oh no! How about someone you do know? Like you see someone in the grocery store. I've done this before. I'll just stare at them, and then when they look, it's really funny that I'm staring at them. And then we talked, and I but I don't look away because I know you. I love you. But I can do that with a stranger who's a child. You know, 
I, I look at the child. I'm interested in the child. I have good reason to be interested in an adorable child. Uh, that's okay. And I look at him. And then when he looks at me, I'm just like, yep. We're looking at each other. I smile. Take my mask off and smile now. You know? That's a... Uh, I think there's something about that that Jesus is redeeming. Jesus is, is making us people who can see and be seen. And that is huge. It changes the world if we could do that. So as it continues to rain, I'm going to finish up with just a quick idea about how we can pray in a way that might make us more like those kind of people and certainly will make us more connected to Jesus in our prayer of being seen and seeing him. It's, it's really just an image. When we pray, we, 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 we don't always have the words. Uh, and the words that we have might be something more like, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. The stuff that comes out of our mouth or gets stuck in our head, it's usually the bad script. So even when we're praying, we're bringing all that crap to God. And that's fine. But you might be able to get beyond some of those bad scripts to just go to this image of being in the light, being in God's love as if it were light. So imagine yourself where you're sitting, just in God's presence and God's love as light pouring down upon you. We're going to sing about that tonight, actually, at the online Sunday meeting. And then you can, you can put that out on other people, too. You can hold other people in God's light. Yeah, I don't know what to pray for them. If I, I, I'm just going to end up like judging them <laughs> or trying to solve their problem when I'm praying and I get... The, I get all kinds of stuff in between seeing them, in between my love for them and God's love for them because I don't have it all worked out. And that trying to work it all out often just limits us. So just holding them in the light. Imagine their face and what it looks like. Imagine them sitting in their favorite chair or where you saw them last and hold them in the light. And see if you can just hold that image of them in light as God's love. Just a suggestion for how to pray and to get around some of those things that block us up from seeing and being seen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.